I'm out on the street by the corner store, you know the one on 15. Got a bright shirt on, so I'm easy to see. I've been down here stranded indefinitely. I can't reach my planet, but I need to leave. You should see these people. It's hard to believe how they treat each other. It's hard to conceive. Oh, Earth is ghetto. I want to leave. A what a great song. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I wanna leave. I, I love it. I love it. Ooh, a girl, I forgot to mute you on here. <laughs> oh, I was wondering why. I, I was like, do I, I feel like I'm going this, this too much? Uh, you don't believe me being too much around here, but that literally felt like too much. Anyway, so <laughs> again, I want to thank everybody, anybody who's going to be listening to the playback. Please welcome, welcome, welcome to the Earth is Ghetto podcast. My name is Sidwich, Brahita Sid Noir. Please don't call me a bitch. And my amazing co-host. Hey, y'all. It's your girl. It's your boy. It's your neither. Aaron, giving you all the tea and all the shade. Happy Friday. Oh, thank you, God. It's Friday. <laughs> I just, I, no, for real. Like, and, I, and I realize also that the romanticism of the whole work environment is really leaving me because I just want to let everybody know, Aaron worked hard in this motherfucker, okay? This boy got a 611 jobs, plus whatever he does on the side. And I get up here so tired with the one fucking job I got. I got the one job and I got this and a nigga is struggling. So I just want to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, girl. So. I don't, look, luckily, like I said, therapy and weed. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. How the black community is surviving. <laughs> That's oh, all man. I, have. I wish we did both. I wish we just did both most of the time. D- don't pick one, do both. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so um, let's go ahead and get to our first topic. First and foremost, I feel like this is a topic, especially for black queer people. We always hear this one line weaponized on a. They too oh young God. to be seeing that, and y'all forcing this on our kids. And down, y'all, that's the problem. Y'all trying to sexualize y'all too. Y'all don't know what we're going through. They already going through enough stuff. They just three years old, and y'all need to be talking about this kind of stuff. Even though we're using the same white man's tactics to divide the community anyway, but that's not the point. <laughs> Oh my goodness, just so you know, Aaron's white woman voice always takes me out every fucking time. But, uh, <laughs> but um, I really, I think, I, I really, how do I put this? I want to dissect why this is always something that is leveled at the um, black queer community or that the queer community versus straight folks. Because I notice things all the time and it's like, I feel like they walk around like we don't see them. So I remember just seeing some shit on the, uh, I think it was um, either Facebook or Instagram, cute little video. You see this little boy trying to give a flower to a little girl. All the people in the background, like, oh, she go, he going to be breaking hearts. I see what you going to do. Look at this. How many other girlfriends you got? How many other girlfriends you got? And I was just like, so if a little boy gave another little boy a flower, because by the way, they're children. They don't know what even romanticism is. They're not, they, they don't know these things. So you don't think you're pushing anything on them when that happens? It's the double standard for me. Because if a little boy were to give something to a little boy, it would be like, oh, we got to rein this in. He can't be gay. 
But if a little boy gives it to a little girl, then it's so cute and adorable and somebody's going to be a heartbreaker and you're going to be beating off little kids with a stick. I don't know why that's cute to y'all. But my whole issue with it and the reason why I'm bringing it up is because it seems to never work on both sides of the street when you live in a heteronormative society. It's always we're looking out for the children to protect them from the gays when historically it's been the straight. You know what? And did you see that did you see that video I sent you of um this man holding up this like three-year-old child? Like she he let the three-year-old child get like a lap dance from this from this woman, from this like 30-something-year-old woman. And the child was three. And they were like, Yeah, that's what that's my boy. Like, look at him. He already getting so I'm not trying to hear this bullshit about you care about the kids. You only care about the kids when it's about queer people. Bro. It's so crazy. When you sent me that video and I was watching and I'm like, but we're the problem. Just oh. like, just, she was like ass all in that little boy's face. But you want to say like... that, oh my God, what about the kids? You don't give a fuck about these kids. You just don't like niggas that are gay. You don't like queer folks. Because it's something that doesn't appeal to you. And because it feel like, you feel like it can't appeal to you, then we have to eradicate it. That's what we mean by living in a heteronormative society. Because whenever you go ahead and change it in any other type of way other than straight, they will find issue with it. And it's pure hypocrisy. We saw Lil Nas X get on stage and perform. And I think it was either the, was it the BET Awards or VH1? It's one of them. People complain the next day, well, I had to go ahead and put my kids to bed when that came on. I'm like, what time was that? Like 10 o'clock? How old is your baby? Like four? What the fuck you watch with him on a regular basis? Girl, listen, the straight agenda is actually very perverted. Bro, listen, and, and what kills me is that we're at like as black people, we are supposed to be like trying to reach out to help the other one. And it just seems like especially and I'm sorry, straight. Uh, but it seems like every time somebody gay comes up, it's like, oh, no, 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 not your turn. No, no, no. This is not this is not your place. It's not your day. It's like even if black trans women are, and black femboys are literally getting murdered in the street. Oh, I'm sorry. We can't talk about that right now. This is not it's not your time. And it's like you are constantly telling us to move us out of the way so that we can't ever have a voice. How do you expect us to also rally behind you? And you know what's sick? Even when that happens, we still do. Black women and queer people still rally behind whoever fucking died. You know why? Because to us, when you're black, you're black. Mm. Nothing you can do can go ahead and take away your blackness all of a sudden, where all of a sudden, I don't care about your death. Qu black queer people have that very definitive line where it's like, oh, you're black, we gotta do something. Versus for straight people, they're just like, well, this really isn't your time and we're not talking about that. And you're just like, so but y'all said i was black first so i'm yeah. like black queer people especially like black trans women we the, are the true de <clears throat> the true definition of what unity is because we have so many intersecting like things against us so the nerve of you to say oh we're not talking about y'all issues we're trying to keep everything black nigga i'm still motherfucking black so if my ass gets shot by the police I expect y'all asked to keep that same energy just like you did, George Floyd. And I think Aaron has said it several times on the show. Um, would we have come behind George Floyd the same if he had been an effeminate black man, if he had been a openly 
gay and effeminate black man, would we be saying he was doing too much? Nope. Because when Saucy Santana yep. got shot at, um, and I don't even know, did he get shot or he got shot at? He got Regardless shot at. Of, yeah, and so they, they used that so, and people were still like saying, oh, well, you know, he was doing too much or he was doing, he was being extra. When we know that when people say, oh, they're doing too much or they're being extra, it's like this borderline homophobic way of saying, we know your ass is a fag, tone that shit down to make me feel comfortable. Yes, uh, as if, and that's another thing, microaggressions can happen to black queer people from black people too. Microaggressions are exactly what it sounds like, they're microaggressions. So it's those, those spaces, those sentences, those backhanded compliments, those, oh, I love, I love, the, I love the sinner, but not the sin. That bullshit, those are all microaggressions, all to make you feel uncomfortable for living your true self, no matter what. That's really what it is. Um, and I feel like I'm at a space where we should all be pitching in to do this. And it shouldn't just be Black queer people heading everything and, and then getting shit on and then not even being put forward in on the movement because Black Lives Matter was a movement that was created by Black queer women, I believe. So if this was something, if, if Black Lives Matter was created by Black queer women, why aren't we seeing more Black queer issues in reference to Black Lives Matter? Because the black we community thinks start... that the black community thinks that being queer or just queerness is a white thing. That's why 100%. they don't want to hear it. And do you see how the movement gets overtaken from us? Like we'll start it, we'll push it forward, and all of a sudden it's not ours anymore. At least, at least that's where I'm. That's what I'm saying. When I, like the last show, when I was saying I am sick of tired of putting band aids on broken bones and calling the band aid black excellence. Not every black person is living it up out here. And I'm glad that we wanna go ahead and make sure we put out the beautiful things and the, the opulence and the luxury that black people can have. But I feel like another thing that we should be trying to promote is making sure black people in general don't have to suffer. Right. And not just reaching out to the few who are actually able or lucky enough to gain the access. And the key word, black people in general, but that's the thing. Mm -hmm. When I hear when I hear cishet black men say things like, "Well, yeah, we acknowledge that black queer folks are a part of the community, but they will never be they will never be part of the culture." You wonder why we're divided now. We're not going to get anywhere. Part of decolonizing your mind also has to do with getting rid of your homophobia and transphobia because that came from white supremacy. It came from colonialism. So you're not going. I don't care how much meetings and how many uh. Bible scriptures and meetings you hold on this fucking app talking about what we can do to bring you. We will never be together until we get over the homophobia and transphobia that is rampant in the black community. Well, all races are homophobic, so I don't see what the problem is. No, 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 no. We ain't finna try to all lives matter the situation and say what they doing it so I can do it. No, I'm no. not trying to hear that dumb ass shit. No. No, I'm sorry. And I really hate when people, because I understand using that context in different things. Like when they talk about black on black, black crime, which we know does not exist. It exists. It's literally crime by proximity. You kill what you're around other than white people who will drive 800 miles to a Walmart in a different part of your state just to go shoot black and brown folks. But for the most part, for the most part, that's not like literally it's called crime by proximity. The one thing that I've always wanted to get out there, at least when it comes to gang violence or gang behavior, I really hope you know that that's also another branch of white supremacy. It's like little it's like little tiny colonization 
oh, don't come on this side. You got to wear this color. You got to put this flag. I hope y'all know anybody who's like, oh, that's cool. That's also another branch of white supremacy. That wasn't something that we did. I don't know why y'all think it's so hard. Like, ooh, yay. She's like, what? That's stupid. I'm sorry. And, you know, maybe it's because um, I was I was homeschooled. <laughs> And I just don't see the motherfucking point. And all I can do is read history books and compare. But that's where that's where I'm at. I'm sorry. And how ironic. Um, and speaking of, it's very uh, funny that you said um, it is a part. It came from white supremacy. It's very funny the colors that they chose, too. Red and blue. And we know that this white supremacist government's colors. Red, red Republicans, blue. blue, Democrat. Both white supremacist ideologies. Because they're not for black folks. Neither one of those parties are for black people be honest no never and never have been um uh, and i feel like the only reason they've been able to rope us into it is because of the gop and republicans being so outwardly racist and they realize that if we're just not as outwardly racist we can get them we just got to pretend to care uh what, what do you say about republicans and democrats <laughs> republicans spit in your face democrats spit in your food exactly we 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 are a saliva free content here. I don't I'm not trying to I don't want any I don't want any spit. <laughs> so um but again when we go back to the whole thing, you know, um what about the children? And they do this every time, a lot of times when it comes to black and brown people is when they want to say it. So when Cardi B and Make the Stallion came out with WAP, which by the way, I did not um, understand why people were so up in arms about that song, but I also grew up listening to dance hall. So it wasn't connecting the way it was connected for everybody else. I was just like, she didn't even say nothing that bad. <laughs> but I would also just finish listening to Vibes Cartel. So <laughs> I, I'm really not one to go ahead and judge, right? But um, when we when that thing came out, I remember a lot of straight people were saying, you know, a lot of people need to take responsibility for their actions in the community. And um, and they need to know that this is they're perpetuating like toxicity to the children when they do shit like that. They, everybody's trying to be a horn out, whatever the fuck it is that they were saying. And in the words of Lil Nas X on The Breakfast Club, fuck them kids. Period. Straight up. And especially since you're looking to people who aren't parents of your children and sometimes don't even have kids to go ahead and parent your children. I, I don't understand why instead of you trying to figure out how you monitor your child, make sure they're not listening to things that they are supposed to listen to. You're not doing your job as a parent, yet for some reason we're looking to the people that, uh, that actually make the music to be responsible. Mm. Nope. No, I'm sorry. And you blaming, uh, passing the buck as it were and continually moving the goalpost because you don't want to actually have to be responsible because who told you to go bust it down to trap music in your living room with your babysitting in the background? How many, how many fucking videos do we see that of? And then when they start singing the lyrics, you're surprised. This is a you problem. Selective outrage. Regularly, consistently. It's like, I remember when they were, all, um, you know how, I don't know if you ever saw the cartoon Pepe Le Pew. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. So we all knew. Listen, even I knew growing up, mm, something wrong. Because yeah, she keeps on saying no, but for some reason it's funny that she keeps on saying no and that he keeps on saying yes. And that's supposed to be the funny part. So I guess some people with brains looked at it and was just like, eh, maybe we don't want to perpetrate that to kids. You know, maybe we don't want them to go ahead and model that. 
And people were just like, oh my God, cancel culture. Pepe Le Pew's been around forever. I, I had never seen Americans go so hard for a Frenchie in my life, but they were in it to win it. They were like, oh, how dare you take away Pepe Le Pew? And I'm like, I noticed that whenever we have real issues going on, shit like this comes up. Every time. Dr. Seuss, who fucking cares? Right. But we it's on all of the news programs. Oh, my God. They took off all the racist episodes. What would we do without our blueprint? Like, I don't know what they're going on with. They're having issues, whatever. And all I can think to myself is we're adults. Nick, do you still watch? Because I, I haven't watched Dr. Seuss in a long time. I haven't read Dr. Seuss in a long time. Is that what's going on? Girl, I, 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 so, it's been I, how old was I? Probably like, what, eight? <laughs> Like I'm, I'm this again, selective outrage. Every time I'm no longer interested in. Well, no, it's not about the fact that they're gay. It's about the fact that it's about it's queer. That's it. Because it's so many. Like I said, you'll let your kids listen to trap music and all this other stuff and watch all these music videos if it's heteronormative. But as soon as two, you're muted by the way. As soon as it's two people, uh, <laughs> as soon as it's two people, um holding hands that happen to be the same gender. Oh my God, they trying to sexual, they pushing this on our kids and they too young to know what that is. You're picking and choosing. You're picking and choosing. You just don't like queerness. Just say it. And I wish they would just admit it because the one thing that I hear all the time is, well, I just don't want any sexuality being shown to my children. It doesn't matter what's going on. I don't want any sexuality shown to my kids. And then I'm just like, boo. Um, They ever watch Cinderella? Snow White, Leaping Beauty, all of the Disney movies that literally came up until maybe five years ago. You let them see all those? Movies like Falling in Love with a Beast. <laughs> so why you gotta say it like that? Falling in Love with a Fish and all these other things. But if it, but a cartoon show like Arthur, they didn't even do anything sexual. It's just, hey, they yeah. partners. Oh my God, they trying to sexualize and they pushing the agenda. Girl, holding hands is pushing the agenda, or, or like, like, dude, think about it. Like, you guys have such a straight agenda; it's crazy to the point where in Florida you can't even say your own sexual orientations in schools now. Like, literally, have a don't say gay law. Are we? Are we listening? That's <laughs> the thing, though. This is not That's an attack on straightness. They're not going to say straight agenda because, again they see it as, oh, that's how it's supposed to be. That's the default. Everyone is straight into proving otherwise. We yeah. That's why I no longer assume that anyone is straight anymore. Like, it's so many DL men, like, again, mm. a lot of men are more fluid than we like to think. Well, only women are fluid, and women are just naturally more sexual, so they're fluid. No. I can, there's no, so many no, men no. who, like, are on the same level, if not more, because of testosterone. Fluid as fuck. But they are strong enough to to admit it. And that's what makes them so scared. But that's why I also think about masculinity being so fragile. Because if clothing can take it away. Do you know what I'm saying? That doesn't make any sense. It's, it's mind-blowing to me. Um, because we would have straight men out here who would paint their nails. And people say, no, nah, he's just gay. It's like, it's just fucking nail polish. Like, until they say, hey, this is what I like, I never assume anything. Because sometimes little kids 
Yeah, I was going to say sometimes little kids just want to be um, in on the fun. Like sometimes they see little girls painting their nails like, oh shit, I want to paint my nails too. How come I can't paint my nails? Like it's sometimes just that fucking simple. And parents will be like, oh no, we got to take him back to the church. We got to figure out how to fix it. And you're just like, oh my God, there's nothing to fix. You know what, when there's something to fix? When you see your little kid killing small animals, you got something to fix. That's an issue you got to fix, okay? Their sexuality isn't broken. That kills me. It fucking kills me. Uh, let's listen to some of these uh, voice notes, Danielle. Girl, but what about the children? I cannot when I hear that. Like, I'm ready to slap someone. <laughs> it's every time, though. It's every time. Uh, to the point where there's literally a gay, um, like, Latin teacher on TikTok who just talks about all of the microaggressions, and he's white Hispanic. So it's the only, the gay that you see. Just want to put it out there. So parents of all colors are basically like, um, did you wear that nail polish in school today? And he's like, do you like it? You could go to the same place that I went to. It's literally down the street from where you live. Like he's trying to move <laughs> about the conversation. And she's like, I just don't think that's appropriate because now my son wants to paint his nails too. And so on and so forth, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, and he said, I knew this was a lie. So I went to go talk to the kid afterward. And she was like saying, and apparently the kid said to her, you should paint your nails the way my teacher paints his nails. <laughs> But somehow that translated to you affected my child and now he wants to paint his nails. And by the way, even if that happens, what the fucking who? I, I, I don't I don't understand. We're, it's a really it's really sad. Um, Jeb's block. So are you guys talking about uh, the Republican thing where they're talking about banning um, certain Dr. Zeus books and. Uh, other racially problem things. Um, we're talking about a little bit of that because it has a lot to do with it. Because if you notice, they're just trying to make everybody uncomfortable who is gay. If you are, or, or like, and it's so weird too, because it didn't even have to do with just being gay. Like, like we were talking about Pepe Le Pew just a few minutes ago and people were so up in arms about Pepe Le Pew. And like, if you were to watch the cartoon as an adult in 2022, I feel like it should make anybody uncomfortable. Right. I, I like, I don't think that anybody should sit there and be like, oh, this is totally normal. I want my kid to see this. So when your kid comes home, oh, he was kissing me and it wouldn't stop and blah, blah, blah. What you gonna say? Oh, the Me Too movement, any child, is that what, <laughs> what are you gonna say? <laughs> Because, you know, mothers and their sons, yo, they will they will shit on um, regular uh, on regular women on a in a second to save their sons. It is disgusting. But that's another okay. story. Uh, Tito Burrito. Ooh, or but what about the older generations who are about to die, but they want to embed everything that they've ever had in their lives <laughs> on us, including their drop, including their traumas. Uh, but what about them? <laughs> not not about them honestly they're literally they're about to die anyway so like bye but yeah duh of course they're caring about the children they're like oh that's the only thing that we've ever been taught is to care about generations after us we've never been told to actually deal with our own selves period that's a very good point that is a very good point um and but i also realize it's not even just the 
the constant generational curses that we're trying to break. We've literally got people in that older generation telling us that abuse is okay. It's all right to work your finger to the bone and get nothing because we're only watching by example. Because if you notice, nobody's really talking. Like, I don't remember anybody talking to me when I was a kid about shit. I'm sorry. Uh, other than shut up, be quiet, don't do this, go read me the essay you just wrote. Mm-hmm. There, there, there was no actual conversations. And I feel like what kills me is that the older generation expects that to continue. No conversations, no communication. It doesn't even matter. You're just supposed to suffer and do what I did with no question. Yeah. Even though if they'd been given the chance for just a little bit easier of a life, they would have taken it. But if you decide that you're just not going to do certain things, that I'm just not going to work as hard as you, it creates this wall of resentment between the older generation and the younger generation that is fucking palpable. Like this whole, again, especially like the slave to master complex. Don't question me. Just do what I say because I said so. And I'm thinking like, Am I really talking back, quote unquote, or did I just show you that nothing you made made any sense? And now that touching the grief with your spirit and now you feel some type of way. Because now you feel silly having to actually explain yourself because you don't have the words. So you beat me instead. Like, take a second to ponder on that before you beat the shit out of me. Bro, listen, listen, uh, fledge to death. Um, I agree. I definitely had older generations actually, if you will, pass the buck, not take responsibility in hopes that the future generations will just fix it and figure it out. On top of definitely dealing with that mentality of, um, you know, speak only when spoken to and you're put here to be my labor. Yeah, it's definitely some... Um, some generational curses being passed down that are clearly not uh, healthy for people for people's mental health uh, and and physical health. You ain't never lied. Um, and what's and what I feel like is so sad is the fact that they're still trying to keep up this facade. Like, oh no, you need to do it my way, though. I understand. That's what. The, that's why they're always saying, "Oh, this community." They're like, um, "In my generation, we said sticks and stones will break your bones, but words will never hurt you." And I'm like, "And all of us niggas who heard that shit are in therapy, or should be." Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's not healthy. It's not healthy to continue to deny yourself respect, to deny yourself space, to deny yourself a voice. That's going to turn into a bitter person, which is why we have so many of them in the older generation. Yep. Absolutely. They are mad at our choice to be happy because we're not saying, oh, well, we're going to work real hard and get the most amazing job. We're saying, guess what? I don't plan on working that hard. <laughs> I want to enjoy my fucking life. It hurts them to hear it. And, like, wait, I don't know. These kids just don't want to go to work anymore. And these kids are just lazy. What's wrong with this generation? It's like people are questioning this very system that are like, bitch, I should not work two to three jobs and still can't pay my fucking bills. Like, so this whole, people don't want to go to work anymore. Yes, people don't want to go to work anymore. And let's not even get into the conversation about are we as humans even created to work? Is it natural for us? Mm. Girl, ain't ready for that conversation. But um, yeah, people are setting boundaries for themselves. And then when we set these kind of boundaries, parents will say, oh, that's just rebellion. No, we're setting healthy boundaries for ourselves and you're not used to that. And that's the truth. Now, thankfully, my mother has been learning with me 
But I remember when I decided, because I have um, social anxiety disorder, crowds and me don't mix, it's a lot of different things. And I remember I decided, at least with my therapist, I'm going to only look for at-home work. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care what issues I go through. I cannot continue to put myself in a position where I am mentally fucked up because it doesn't stop when I get home. Mm. I don't just leave the situation and it's over. That's not how any of this works. So, and I cannot tell you all of the people around me that were just like, oh, well, you just want to be lazy. You just want to sit on your ass. You don't want to do anything with yourself. And I'm just like, I'm putting my mental health first. I didn't say I didn't want to make money. I didn't say I want to live off the government. I didn't say, which by the way, the government should be providing a whole lot more things than they're providing. But you know what? Let me shut up. But I, <laughs> I'm not saying um, I'm not saying that I want uh, all of these things. All I'm saying is I want to be home because this because the microaggressions that I would have to suffer on a regular basis. The last job that I had when I was at UC Health, and um, thankfully all I had to do was look at her, and she drew her hand away. Uh, and we never had to, and I had that discussion. And we never had to have that issue again. But I remember sitting in my cubicle and this uh, the, this white girl was sitting next to me. And I remember looking up and her hand was hovering above my head. Mm. And I looked at her like, what are you doing? Yo, she went and slicked that hand inside of her head real quick. Like it was like the fawns. And was just like, oh, nothing. I just like thought something on your computer to ask you a question. Like, I don't want to have to do that. Do you know what I mean? When you have to go into work and you just have to literally put on the armor of God, I don't want to have to do that. I am still productive. Yeah. I am still a hard worker. I don't want to put myself in fucked up situations anymore. I'm sick and tired of it. I wear my head wrapped to work. Oh, it's distracting. I get brought into the <laughs> office for that. Yo, I'm not even fucking joking. I, I believe it. It's, like, it's, um, it's just and you want me to come back here? Yeah. Girl, I'm not doing that dumbass shit. This whole work in a cubicle Monday through Friday and fake it for all these motherfucking... No, I'm not doing that. No, man. Bruh, like, I, listen, I, I, let me tell you something. And I do this in my own life. You know that work group chat that keeps going? You think I'm ever in that shit? All I do is I didn't scroll. I didn't scroll. Because... <laughs> And I'll be honest, I feel like it's almost PTSD of some kind because I'm trying to make myself, especially in a work environment where I know it's going to be um, mostly white people, I try to make myself as small and quiet as humanly possible. So nobody has to ask me no stupid questions. I don't get asked the, 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 the question that they have about black people as if I can answer for every single last one of them. I, I feel like people need to understand how stressful going to work can be and I and I'm telling you as a black woman how stressful going to work can be how stressful is it going to work and being black and optically gay girl it's 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 a mess it's a mess mm, but it's okay so we are going to go ahead and switch gears a little bit so we can move on to our next topic we we obviously spoke about this in our last podcast and we were more, more focusing on the religious aspect of it because at the end of the day, not all black people are, not all black people are Christian. And for some reason that is very difficult for a lot of people to swallow. But the reason why there's a part two is because that's not the only thing that we have separating us so stupidly. And remember, this is us against ourselves. <laughs> or the, the black straights against us.
If you don't like me, then leave. Hi, yes. This is a conversation for me and my fellow black folks. So if you are non-black, please don't respond. But anyway, to my fellow black folks, a black person doing something that is outside of the very narrow window in which we were taught that black people are supposed to behave does not eliminate their blackness. If they are black and they are doing something, then it is something that black people do. You do not get to decide that our blackness is invalid because we are alternative. You do not get to decide that our blackness is invalid because of the music that we listen to. You do not get to decide that our blackness is invalid because of the way that we speak or the way that we carry ourselves. And to be completely honest with you, this is what racist white people want. They want us to create divides within our community based off of the toxic rhetoric that they have introduced to us. And before I get neural white people motherfuckers in my comments, I very specifically said racist white people. Okay. Um, I remember when Aaron first heard this, he said, he said, you could do a whole lot better than me. She did a whole lot better than me because I wasn't going to say, oh, not all white people. Or I wasn't going to, I wasn't making no specifics. You heard oh, what the fuck I said. Yeah, I don't, time. I don't do that. I'm not politically correct. I, I don't, respectability. I'm not the type to, um, cause at the end of the day, you know who you are. And I feel like when I say, oh, we're not all white people or we're not all police or we're not all. That is playing it safe. And then the people who are actually problematic and doing fucked up things, well, oh, well, he ain't talking about me then. No. If it touch and agree okay. with your spirit, let it touch and agree with... If these bullets fly and they hit you, let it touch and agree with your motherfucking spirit. I don't like to say, well, not all this, not all that, because it's playing it safe. And on top of that, like you said, they know exactly who we're talking to. Like my one of my, one of my best friends, Hallie, if you're in the room, hey, Hallie. Um... I'm gonna, I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. When we, when we, I talk about white people, which I do a lot, uh, when I talk about white people, do you think Hallie says, oh, not all white people, I, not me? She, <laughs> listen, she's like, yeah, those fucking white people. Cause she knows that, that she's same, not a part um, of that group. <laughs> I had the same conversation with, um, again, I have a friend who happens to be white and he 100% agreed with me was having a conversation about how the system and how all white people are inherently racist. And he was like, you know what? That makes so much fucking sense. And he's white. And again, he did his research and he understands where I'm coming from. When I hear people, when I hear women say all men are trash, you're not going to hear me say, well, not, not me because I don't know. We're talking about the system that I benefit from, which hurts them. If it touched and agree with your spirit, then let it touch and agree with you. That's it. <laughs> and I'm sorry. And that sounds like a personal problem, boo. That sounds like something I can't help you with. It sounds like you need therapy and maybe, you know, spirit. But I can't help you. Um, and I also feel like we, especially as Black people, we spend so much time trying to divide ourselves, especially when it comes to straight and queer or you do something that I feel like is not Black, like all kinds of stupid, idiotic things that we can plainly see come from white supremacy. They want us to continue to pick at each other so that we're not looking at them. Just like the 1% wants white people to continue to uh, shit on us so they don't realize that they're being robbed by the 1%. Distraction, smoke, mirrors, literally. <laughs> like, like it's, it's insane to me because we get so distracted we refuse to see it. Now, I'm not saying that those problems aren't real and we can't discuss those because that's literally what this podcast is about. But you, th you must think I am done, blind, and stupid 
to think that that's not the bigger picture. They need us to continue to have this much division. What would they do if we all got together? What the fuck would they do? The 1% wouldn't have a standing chance. There would be no 1%. Talk about wealth being redistributed. Okay. They can never have that. So they need shit like this to keep this kind of divide going so they can keep money in their pockets. And what's worse is racist white people don't even realize that they the ones <laughs> that are also getting fucking shafted. But it's okay. Um, there is a... Uh, Another video. Did I put two videos for this one? I think. I yeah. Let me play okay. messages first. Oh, yes, please. As I always say. Oh, Lordy. Save the children. Save the children, goddammit. And I mean it. Mm. Shit. And when I say that, a lot of people in my community don't understand what the fuck I mean. They think I'm exaggerating. No. There's not children in there. A lot of children, a lot of children out there that need guidance, that need love, that need protection, that need healing. You see, a lot of families that are broken, dysfunctional. You know, and it's just sad that people don't care to fix it. Like, like the young lady said in the audience, Fletch, they sweep it under the rug, ignore the problem, ignore the issue. It never gets better. It never gets resolved. It never gets fixed. Just a vicious cycle repeating itself, decade after decade, year after year, time after time. Children are Grand supposed to be seen and not heard. Grand Rising Aaron. Hey, boo. Shout out to the panel, and shout out to the audience. Hey, message from Serenity. Sid, you are so fucking right. It's like, it's crazy how society, now we're so acknowledgeable about the 1%, and yet, a lot of people are still blaming poor people or middle-class people. It's like, huh? Y'all can name all Rockefeller and all these other people who so-called own the whole entire U.S., but you're not going to fucking change? You're not going to... You're still going to blame the middle class. You're still going to blame people on welfare. You're still going to... Like, what? Bro, every time we blame poor people just like when aaron was saying earlier oh people don't want to work no more that's what's going on like bitch we don't want to be taken advantage of anymore right and that's what's really upsetting to these companies you like, are, listen we're realizing hey the people at the top are not doing that much fucking work but are making a lot more money but meanwhile i'm working my fucking ass off two to three jobs and still can't pay my bills so hell yeah, people are are thinking, hey, is this is this what it's supposed to be? Because it's not given. It's clicking, but it's clicking down. <laughs> <laughs> it's clicking way way down. And what <laughs> kills me is that um, we will really go out of our way. Like I I remember an ex that I had, and we were arguing about free education. I didn't know how this could be an argument. This is why I was arguing because I was so shocked that he felt this way. And he basically said, well, I went to the army and um, I went, I got into um, uh, this line of work so I could have free education. So if they wanted to go ahead and do, I'm like, I shouldn't have to potentially die to get a free education. And he was like, oh, you're over-exaggerating it. Not everybody dies, but it's got a mortality rate. You know what I mean? I'm you're not like trying to hear, driving. the government likes to use this excuse. Well, where are we going to get the money from for all this stuff y'all talking about? It would cost $80 billion for everyone in this country to get a free education. 
But you want to say we don't have that, right? But you just put seven hundred billion to the military. So you picking and choosing. I'm not trying to hear that dumbass shit. Well, how are you gonna pay off these student loan? And what are we gonna get the money for this? You have the fucking money. You just know Ooh. how this system works because you need us to pay this fucking shit because this education system is a scam. But even worse, they've convinced people that this is the way life should go. When I hear, hear, heard this man telling me in my ear holes, well, I worked hard for it. They should work hard for it too. Mind you, this nigga got blown out of a helicopter. Sir, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> That's that's insane to me. We've got people on the bottom, and, I, and I'm not saying on the bottom because you're a bottom person, because you ain't got no money the way the 1% does. So you got the people on the bottom literally defending the 1%. Oh, well, listen, you got to pick yourself up by the bootstraps instead of being like, damn, should, have I, should I have had to do that? Should I have had to put life and limb on the line so that I could get an education? Does that seem right or fair if in I other countries so it doesn't go that, that way? I get so tired of hearing that, especially from white folks. Well, you just got to pick yourselves up by your bootstraps. Meanwhile, y'all using those same bootstraps to hang our asses from the fucking oppression that we're going through. For real. For real. I'm not trying to hear that. We got so many black people who are looking at other black people like pieces of shit. And that's the truth. They're saying, well, I got out and I did this and I did that, not even realizing your own privileges because sometimes uh, some of us come out with two parents. Some of us come out with two parents with degrees. Some of us, uh, do you understand what I'm saying? There are levels to this shit and you got people who only got like two clicks on you looking at you like you're a piece of shit because you didn't do what you say you were supposed to do. And let me tell you something, a lot of these people are looking down on black queer folks like you just didn't want to get your shit together because you didn't want to act right. Mm. And they're homeless on the street for being themselves. And so if you see that that's really important, you'll think to yourself, oh, well, you just made a choice. Stockholm syndrome is so strong that the people who are so quick to defend capitalism be the main mm. ones complaining every time they get home from their slave ass job. Oh my God, I'm so fucking mm. tired. Oh my God, I ain't getting paid enough. But y'all be the main ones defending these billionaires and capitalism. Are you getting a piece of the cut when you defending these people on the Forbes list and all this motherfucking shit? And again, I think it's because deep down they say, hey, if I shit on this person, then I won't have the opportunity to get that kind of money. And I hate to tell you, you never did. You never did. We uh, Listen, me and Eric, snails chance in hell. And by the way, more than likely, we would have to exploit some people to get it. Not something I'm interested in. Yeah, my mom was like, oh, you could be a, a millionaire one day. I said, girl, that is a white American dream. I'm not trying to exploit people, especially my own folks. There's a high chance that none of our asses are going to be a millionaire on this fucking app. People on this app listening, there's a high chance that you will not be a billionaire millionaire because that's not how this system works. We have to keep people on the bottom so the people on top can stay on the top. I'm sorry to break your dreams or whatever, but I'm just saying it how it is. Because I feel like there's a lot of hundred heirs out there defending the billionaires, and I need y'all to stop. Look at your bank account. Did what you do do anything for it? No? Maybe we should try something else. Like you have videos of motherfucking celebrities like Kodak Black throwing thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars 
off the boat. He was on a yacht, a yacht, just throwing cash off the boat into the water. But you want to sit here? Well, he he earned it. You that's too much fucking money. Because if it wasn't too much fucking money, you would be throwing that shit off the boat just to show off. And you wonder why motherfuckers rob your ass, mm. especially during these mm. times when people are getting evicted during the fucking pandemic. But you want to flaunt yeah. your money and shit on social media. I have. I don't feel bad when people take. You ask for it. You you rubbing it in our face. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to celebrate I, I, it, but I'm also not going to care either. Yeah, no, because it, because it's not my celebration. But I but I need people to understand. Like obviously, I'm going to celebrate when Black people succeed. But this is just capitalism. That's not j- success to me. If we were actually reaching back and helping, uh, uh, reaching back and helping other Black people, making sure that Black queer people aren't homeless, making sure that no Black person is living under a certain poverty line, if that is what we were doing, I'd be like, hell yeah, that success is my ex- success because that is something that could possibly affect the community. Jay Z having a billion dollars does not affect the community I, I keep saying this black capitalism will not save capitalism wasn't made for black folks it and, and listen there's nothing wrong with having money at least for, for me i don't care my whole point is is that there should be no poor fucked up people when we're throwing away this much food this much medicine when, when our world is fucking uh, has we have so much and we just are so fucking wasteful. And on top of that, we're killing the earth just for shits and giggles. Yeah, I'm I, I'm not I'm no longer interested in hearing the excuse. Well, we're we gonna get the money from, but you would kick out, you would move homeless people out the way just to have a Super Bowl, which raised fourteen point mm. six billion dollars, and you had to relocate their asses because they were in the way. Meanwhile, people hopping out their Bentley, stepping over homeless folks, trying to get to the Super Bowl. The cheapest ticket for the Super Bowl was $6,000. I'm not trying to hear this shit. Y'all ain't got no fucking money. When we have more open homes available than homeless people. <sighs> abolish you know what, property, abolish landlords. You know how crazy that is to me? Bruh. But you know how crazy that is to me? That there really doesn't have to be any homeless people. That's a choice that we're making as a society. And then you can, and then on top of that, it's basically illegal to be homeless now. You can't even be homeless. You might as well be dead. You go to jail. You go to jail. Because uh, you're loitering. They got spikes up on benches now that they put up at night just so people won't lay on them so they can keep their city looking nice so that they, what, they can't tell if there's, now he's sleeping on the floor inside? They, you go to jail, you can't even eat out the trash can. You gotta send your ass to jail. Oh, Yeah. They can call the police and send you to jail for stealing food out of a trash can. And those trash-ass motherfuckers will actually arrest you. Fucking trash can. People don't want that. It's in the trash. Whole-ass burger in the trash can. And you're going to arrest them. Girl, I hate it here. Guillotines for everybody. Bruh. (laughs) Aaron want to take it back to Louis the Ace so bad? (laughs) 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 But but no, I just feel like we're, we're living in a space where there is where empathy is looked at as weakness. Empathy and sympathy is looked at as just you're weak. And it's just like, that's literally the two parts of me that matter. (laughs) Because I feel like that's what makes me a good person. The fact that I can see somebody suffering and feel something about it. Ooh, all right, let's get some of these voice notes. Uh, Serenity. Facts, y'all, facts. We not gonna be busting our asses for fucking $14.50. 
they, that's what the older folk are mad at too. They they were mad that they were willing to slave away thirty mm-hmm. years of their life to get to their their four one k and pension and shit like that. We don't give a fuck about that shit, and we're not gonna deal with that shit. That like absolutely like again Stockholm yeah. syndrome. You're so used to being held hostage that you're fucking you're looking up to your masters. You're looking up to the people who are over you. So when I hear things like, oh, well, if they if they get in a raise just for flipping burgers, then I should get in a raise too. Absolutely. You, yeah. yeah th- what you think you're making now, you should make more than that. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all asses. Like, bro, everybody, and I will, and I will say it every show if I have to. I don't care whether you flip burgers, you clean houses, you do any work that's for society, you do any work, period, you should be able to take care of your fucking family. Waitresses shouldn't make $3 an hour and depend on fucking tips. Do you know why Canadians are so cheap when they tip? Because they actually pay their waitresses. It's It's a mess. (laughs) Serenity. Right. People have this mentality now of like, well, somebody has to be suffering. Somebody has to be at the bottom for all of us to be okay. This is like, ew, what the fuck? And guess what? It's usually black people that say this. And I'm like, <gasps> so we should stay at the bottom then, right? But y'all be, but the black man needs to get up and the white man keeps pushing us out. Huh? Then what the fuck are you saying? Some people need to be at the bottom. My brother, so-called. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning, Sid. Hey. I just love to tune in. Um, this is an excellent conversation. Um, definitely... Something that I understand. Uh, the the homelessness here is horrible, and um, we have a town where you can't even feed the homeless. You'll be jailed for feeding the homeless here. So what? Wait, what? Yeah, we treat people who don't have anything like shit. Like we really do, and. It's weird because we're not even like I don't even know think we're like even considered a first world country anymore. We're not. We're a third world country. Third world country with a Gucci belt on. Third world country with good credit. If I want to say that, <laughs> if it's even good. Listen, how much we owe China? You know our credit is in the cheddar. We <laughs> okay. don't have no fucking credit, bitch. Uh, it's giving very much <laughs> the credit score. It can't even be registered on the goddamn record scale. It's probably like on Listen. the fucking um. 400s at this point uh, listen i honestly i actually kn- know somebody who actually had a, a three credit score not 300 three one two three so i feel like um yeah 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 did you hear you hear what i said okay as long as everybody heard it. <laughs> um it's not that way now it's better but uh <laughs> but i'm pretty sure they're around that range where it really doesn't register i feel like they hoping for 300 uh spirit love so what's interesting is that, like, it'd be one thing if they had a place to go, but a lot of shelters are overbooked, so it's like they can't get, like, they can't have anything besides get arrested, because if they want to find shelter, shelter's not always available most of the time. So when you have these people wandering on the streets being homeless, they have they don't have a choice but to be on the streets. There's no other choice for them. That's why it sucks. I'm still okay. shook on, uh, I'm still shook on what Issa said, Yo. that you can't even feed them or else you're like getting in trouble for like feeding them so it's like damn you really want these motherfuckers to die out no you really want to treat them like pests like rodents like oh don't feed the ducks what 
we wow wow spirit loves yeah and the thing is that like i don't know about your areas but like in california um the pay does not fit the living wage so for example you can work really hard like full-time or over full-time and still not get paid enough to have a living wage to afford a rental property or housing or even to rent a room here so that's why it sucks because a lot of times you're working really really hard and you're still struggling so much just to survive right the average person uh, we can kiss this whole living by yourself in an apartment out the window the average person has oh, to have yeah. a roommate and they can, if they can even get by with that ain't no such thing as having an apartment by yourself at this point and the average person can't even afford a car no either I'm, I'm, I'm telling you people don't have the ability to save do you remember growing up and people telling you about like what your savings should be or what your I remember having my mom sit me down and of course this is like the 90s um, say, hey, listen, whenever you finally get on uh, on your own and you start working, never live above your means. Make sure whatever job that you get, you have your rent within the first week. It's 2022. Who has their rent in the first week check? One week's, one week's pay can pay your rent? Stop. But she was that telling me about a time. That time's gone. <laughs> like, yeah. A lot of people, I heard that a lot of people are leaving out of these big cities now, like New York and California. Like, people are moving to Texas, and people are just getting out. It's, it's ridiculous yeah. trying to live there. It, it's, it's kind of impossible at this point. I mean, to be honest with you, like, I live in Denver. It's very fucking expensive here. I have been thinking about Las Vegas for quite some time now. And, and, I'm only, and honestly, the only reason I bring that up is because it's actually a lot cheaper to live there than I thought. I thought because it's Las Vegas, it would be, like, so expensive. But don't be fooled. It's changing steadily. I moved to Denver in 2017 and Denver was always was still expensive. But I'm thinking, you know what, Colorado Springs, an hour up north where the Confederate flags stay, um, I believe <laughs> I believe it's a lot cheaper. And it would be like a eight hundred dollars for a bedroom, seven fifty to maybe a thousand dollars if you want something nice for a one bedroom in Col in Colorado Springs. That has now in the last four uh, four years, that shit has it's like 1300 for a one bedroom in Colorado Springs 16 1500 in in Denver and that's if you just want to live decent you want a washer dryer inside maybe you don't want to have to go run to your lawn you know the little amenities right it is it's stupid disgusting expensive right now so of course everybody's fleeing it's an exodus at this point and it's also and it's also an exodus because people don't want to work as hard as they are working right now to stay where they're staying they're like there's got to be an easier life it's ridiculous honestly like again cuz you know I'm a revolutionary until we all <laughs> stop uh, until we all stop taking our ass to work and make the world stop and do what we got to do, we're going to continue to work at these slave-ass jobs and pay $10 a gallon mm. for gas and all this other shit. We, I know that it can be scary because capitalism is a scary motherfucker. We got bills to pay. We got mouths to feed. But until we all... Because that's how the system works. You saw how coronavirus impacted this system. Mm. Stock market crash, mm. everything. Until we all stop and say, we've had enough of this bullshit, we're tired of being exploited and getting crumbs, mm -hmm. we're going to continue to... Have these conversations. That's the only way I can see it work. That's the only way that it can work. 
because right now they're stripping away so many of our liberties on a regular basis. Like we finally got work from home, something that we a lot of people have been begging for for years is the age of the internet and not having to pay overhead. And now we got this sleepy ass nigga in office telling us, oh no, we want to stimulate the economy. We're going to take away work from home. Bitch, I wish you will. <laughs> you don't know what I'm prepared to do because I'm not doing it. You're not about to put my mental back in a fucked up place just because you want to stimulate an, econ an economy that is never going to benefit me. I'm so sick of people in office making decisions for this country and ain't, they ain't got but two weeks left to live. I'm so sick of these <laughs> old ass politicians <laughs> saying the most dumbest shit. I ain't got time. Not two weeks. <laughs> but, uh, oh, let me uh, get into some of these messages. Uh, Fletch to death. I hear you there. I believe they used to refer to it as the National Razor. So maybe we need to get that guillotine on out here, get that National Razor out here. Um, mm. But with that said, you know, uh, you know, I agree. I think that when we talk about black excellence or black capitalism, we have to be careful that those concepts are somewhat kind of morally hazardous in the fact that they only honestly uphold the status quo. They all they maintain capitalism, which to me is an inherently racist system, and they don't actually contribute to trying to build the community. In fact, it just seems to continue to add upon what's already happening with division within our community. Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. Oh yeah, Issa Reed is actually on point with that one because the thing is the health department doesn't want you to feed the homeless because they're afraid that if you make the food inadequately because they haven't viewed it, um, that you can cause a disease that will spread onto people who are not homeless. Um, it's a stupid what? decision that the health department has made and uh, man, they are not supporting, I'm sorry. I like that we have people who regulate our food and keep us safe, but at the same time, they do things to specifically fuck us up economically sometimes. But that's because that's a, that industry was not made to actually help people. Do you know how they came up with nutritional facts? They basically starved indigenous children and gave them the least amount and was like, oh, this is what the person can live off of. And that's how they came up with nutritional facts. <laughs> the whole system is fucked. The whole system. Is it oh, they're making commercials for us now. They're making Indians of the angel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not funny. But now they're making commercials about donating for, for the children here to eat. So, yeah, we're not even, I don't know, like, we're not up there anymore. I wish we could be realistic about how we're in poverty right now. and But we, mm -hmm. we would rather make other people feel lower than us. Like, like Serenity said, I don't, I don't understand that idea that can't nobody have none. You got to be the only one. Child. You got to wait your turn. Listen, and then having this conversation with an elder, goddamn, these people treat you like you you a bum, like you just disgusting for discuss just discussing what's happening in capitalism. Like, get your ass up. Why are you just <laughs> wallowing on the floor? Go ahead and do what you need to do. 
Bitch, mm. this is not 30, 40 odd years ago. Most of the people be at their job for like 40 years and they already in position to have 401ks and all this other stuff that we're not even getting. We're not even getting access to some of the stuff that they have. Like our generation don't even have access to retirement. So I don't even know what's going to happen there. Yo, shout out to your black lady voice. <laughs> that shit took me the fuck out. I was like back in church. I got flashbacks. Okay. <laughs> Spirit love. Yeah, people are moving from California, right? Aaron, by the way, you guys. Hi, Aaron. Hey, SYD. Hi. You guys are awesome. We should still schedule a chat sometime together. Um, but yeah, the problem is that when they move out, they increase the prices of those other states. So like, for example, a lot of Californians are moving to... Um, I forgot how it's called. Um, they're moving somewhere to another state, but then the problem is that now the prices of that state are rising so high that even its own people can't afford to live there anymore. So it's a horrible, horrible situation. You're, I, I live in that one of those particular states has gone up in so many years, and apparently Hawaii is one of those places. I didn't realize. It is so expensive that the indigenous people that live there cannot afford the housing there. Girl, Miss Capitalism said, girl, I'm finna get you. You can't run from me forever. Bruh. Like, it literally has a hood on, guys. I don't know why we're not waking up. Serenity. Yeah, y'all need to do some um, moving around, definitely. I feel like all these big name states, more expensive. Because in Indianapolis, if you wanted a one-bedroom, the average around here for something nice is going to be between six and $800. 6 to 800 to even 900 you know, if you want a hardwood floor and, you know, covered parking, I guess. Yeah, but is weed legal? I can't go back to states and go to jail for just trying to survive and get through the day. Yeah, I need my weed. I need my weed. <laughs> Spirit love. By the way, they have plenty of gas reserves. So like this uprising prices, this is because of uh, the issue with Russia and Ukraine. But the reality yep. is that a lot of um, these gas prices are due to the fact that they don't want to tap into gas reserves and they're just trying to upcharge people you know that's the reality yes there's a lot of things that are con contributing to that that are not so easy for the gas companies but they can take a pay cut you know what i'm saying they make mm. billions of dollars so if they make a little less than they normally make they could totally not have to raise the gas prices um this is definitely a capitalist situation mm. right they have the ability, they're just not going to. You know what, um, actually by the health department rules, um, most restaurants have to throw away every single food they have every single day and throw it in the trash. You know, even though it's not expired, if it's, um, if it's for a full day, they have to throw everything away. And you know what's interesting is that if they actually, if the restaurants are able to give food away, from things that they um, they can't use anymore or things that were not sold, the homeless population would all be fed. Um, but the problem is they don't. They make them throw it away and they make them throw bleach. So like if you throw away meat from your restaurant, do you know that when you throw away meat, you're not allowed to just throw it away. You're supposed to pour bleach over the meat so that way no one can eat it. That's the health department rules. You have to, if you throw meat away, you have to throw bleach all over it so no one eats it. Um, so homeless, they can't even eat it. Also, the thing is that, like, yeah, they don't allow restaurants to feed the homeless um, after. <sighs> yep, they they don't see them as human. Like, girl, you you want you want to eat this for free? 
uh-uh, pour some Clorox on it. Oh my God. Yo, we're fucking evil. I, <laughs> wow. Wow, spirit love. Oh, sorry, really quickly. But yeah, if, um, so things that the restaurants can't feed them and it might cause them disease because they're not viewed by the health department. So eating trash is healthier. Eating trash will not cause more disease. I feel like if they have to go into dumpsters and eat trash, that's way more disease for them to actually also give disease to us by having to live the lifestyle they do. If you gave them healthy, clean restaurant food that the restaurants have a surplus for, that'd be a lot safer than making them eat out of trash. So the health department's completely fucked about that. Yeah, they, 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 I don't even know why we, we call them a health department um, at this point. Okay, so we are gonna go ahead and uh, switch gears a little bit. Jesus, that was heavy. <laughs> I, I was not prepared for, um, for all of that, damn. So um, the reason why, uh, and I feel like this topic also um, can tie into <laughs> connects. Yeah, I feel like it completely and totally connects. And it was funny, um, Aaron, you were telling me a story the other day about something going on at work um, where somebody asked you how you were doing. <laughs> yeah, um, I want just not even just that, but as humans, we do this like fake courtesy, like cordial, like, how are you doing? And I want us to before we ask, train ourselves to, before we ask someone that question, are you ready for the honest answer? Because again, I work two to three jobs and one of them is fast food. And quite often customers will see like, like I'm, I have rest in bitch face. Like I already don't want to be there and I'm getting underpaid. Like I see through the bullshit. So when customers ask me, Hey, are you doing okay? And I, I say, I tell them no, no. And they'll be like, they'll just be like, Oh, well <laughs> what's wrong? Like, why not? do you care how I'm doing or are you just being fake to just give me small talk? Cause you don't give a fuck about me. You just want the food so you can leave. Are you going to stay after work to give me a paycheck? I'm confused. Stop asking fast food workers. <laughs> why do you look like that? Why ain't y'all smiling? We are being exploited. Stop asking that dumbass question. Like, how are you? And then we be honest, you shook and you feel disrespected. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. You see me in this hot ass kitchen, sweat my ass off. And you want to have the nerve to get mad at me for being honest with you. You asked me how I'm doing. I said, I'm quite shit. It's pretty terrible. Oh, my <laughs> God. Why you got... Well, what's wrong? It could be worse. Stop handing me this, like, that bullshit. I'm not trying to hear that. Oh, man. The, it could be worse. Uh, that, that right there, if that is not one of the most dismissive things that you can tell somebody when they're telling you that they're going through something, and you say, <laughs> it could be worse. You not you not like in a third world country with no, listen, I probably have more food over there. But anyway, that's another that's it's another, so that's like that shit, that's like probably my top pet peeve. I want us as a whole, humans, to don't cause I get we were trained to like, oh my God, like Kumbaya, how are you? And I'll, I don't ask people that no more. I just say, Hey, I don't say hey, how are you? Or like because at the end of the day, we don't give a fuck about each other like that. Let's be honest. So when you ask mm. me why are you looking like that? How are you? And I say, oh, I'm not doing good. Or, hey, you doing okay? No, I'm not. And then you're going to get mad at me for being honest. That never made sense to me. We are going through a lot of shit. And I'm tired of us pretending like we're not. And I feel like when we think of it on like a fast food scale, that it's um, easier to grasp you saying, guess what? I'm not going to play that game. But when you are in a corporate role, Jesus. 
When you are working in an office, when you are working in a queue, there's a cubicle, there's a, a, a program manager, a project manager. Let me tell you something. The politics and the atmosphere is not something where it's like you are forced by this atmosphere to plaster this Joker smile on while people like I literally have I'm walked not doing that. into, bruh, I like honestly, and, and I'm so glad I'm so glad that we're getting to a point where we're not doing it anymore, but coming from a generation where it's like, I didn't, at least I, I did have a choice, but I didn't have a choice because I needed to keep the job. And this speech, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's been passed down from generation. We need to get out of this illusion that you need to love to work. You need to oh have a smile, God, on, your smile on your face. Oh my God. Cause you gotta make everything, you gotta make the atmosphere look pleasant for the rich people who are going to walk in and not give you money directly. That part. Because <laughs> no, uh, one of the, um, my manager's boss, so I guess what the field leader, whatever they're called, he saw, I'm, I'm not smiling. And then it's mostly old, these white folks. I'm not doing that. Dumb. He was like, you need to make them feel welcome. You need to smile. I said, for what? So you can get a bigger check than I am? Mm. You don't give a fuck about me. You just want me to make them feel comfortable so that you can keep exploiting me so that you can keep making more money. I'm not doing that dumb ass shit. These motherfuckers don't give a fuck about me. They came to get the food. So this whole, I don't feel welcome when I come here and y'all never have a smile on your face. We are being exploited. We have fucking bills to pay. We can't pay that shit. It's, bro, and we literally can't pay that shit. And I feel like because I also came from a big sales background within my career, I, yo, I could sell ice to, an ice to an Eskimo back in the day. It was ridiculous. But it was one of those things where it was a manipulation that I had to learn how to pretend to care when I'm talking to these people. And it was, and they literally had a class for it. The ABCs always be selling. <laughs> like, I'm not joking. And then I had like one hotep ass nigga come in talking about, well, you know, just keep your head up and you, that's, you, you got to keep chasing your dreams i was i was tuning him out most of it because again i like it's already like i'm ready to fucking go like i'm not trying to hear this shit i'm really not before we ask people from now on i wish i know it's not going to happen because again we've been conditioned to oh everything's good kumbaya kissing the white man's ass but before you ask someone especially in fast food how are they doing be ready for an honest answer if you don't give a fuck just say hey and that's keep it moving but Brian, especially if you if you want if you don't want an honest answer, just don't ask the question. <laughs> if you want me to fake it, just don't ask. Uh-huh. Especially at this rate, uh, serenity. Wow, spirit! I didn't even know that. And if anything, wouldn't that cause more death and sickness amongst the homeless population because they're they're going through the trashes and dumpsters behind food places and trying to eat that, and then you you technically poison them because like oh my god the health department is trash i mean i knew that but like oh my god that's sick yep it's a ring it could be worse i feel like that's the state of the u.s right now where we're in right now it's just every day it could be worse it could be worse i i, I feel i feel that so damn this is a good one this is a good way Aaron. i definitely feel you like, I'm not going to smile. I don't want to be here. Right. For what? Like, this fake-ass American dream that I like to talk about? I'm not doing that dumb-ass shit. 
bruh, people dying to chase some fucking American dream that the 1% has dangled in front of us as if it fucking exists for us. It doesn't. Serenity. Facts. And we need to call out the fact that a lot of companies want us to do so much more work, like Eric said, to add on to their check. You know, I am a cashier at Home Depot. That's one of my jobs. And they want us to have people sign up for credit cards and sign up for credit. That shit don't, that's a long ass process and that shit don't add to my like bank account at all. That goes to y'all managers. That goes to your bonuses. I don't get no fucking bonus. I don't get right. nothing extra. So why would I do that? Right, exactly. Not they want y'all to scam folks to get a because we know how credit, <laughs> we know how we know how credit cards are. We this is credit cards are to be honest a scam in my opinion. Listen, and then you won't have the nerve to charge interest. You see, I can't make the fucking payments. Why the fuck are you charging interest? You're not going to get your fucking money, <laughs> bro. It is. It's so fucking sad, yo, the state of things. And notice she said uh, the Home Depot's one of her jobs. Mm-hmm. Everybody Jamaican in this bitch. You see me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, it, 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 it's, it's a read. Oh, yeah. The art of pretending to care. Um, Venus talks about that so much. And I can't wait till she gets back on because dark empathy. That's that's exactly what that is. Um you have to be able to build this uh, empathy around people that you don't even really want to connect with. It's just weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Thank you. Like it just, it just never made any sense to me. Like you ask, like people ask you, "How are you? Or are you doing okay?" And then I say, "No, it's a, pre- it's a pretty shit day." And then you get mad at me for being honest about the <laughs> shit that I'm going through because I didn't make you feel comfortable for asking me a question. Make it make sense. Bruh. It is. And it's so sad because it really is conditioning. Like, especially being a salesperson for a really long time, I had to learn how to stir the pain. Like, if they're going through something, and especially if they're going through something that my product could possibly solve, they tell you to stir the pain, talk about how difficult that is for them, so on and so forth. Then go in the with the Visa, MasterCard, American Express, and Discover. I... I, (laughs) It was something that I was literally taught. Are we going to pretend that didn't like filter into my regular life? That that wasn't something that I called on just to get out of situations or to pretend to be empathetic. Yo, that's psychotic. Can we talk about how that's how that's psychotic? That's not okay, guys. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I would honestly. I'm gonna probably do some more research on this and like where this ideology came from. I want to even say it probably came from white supremacy too. Just oh, pretend everything's good. Just do as you say and make people like this again. Slave to master the complex mass manipulation. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Alexander. Good morning, y'all. I can tell y'all work. <laughs> I dealing with a lot of customers like as cashiers. I do too, and I used to have that same complaint, but. And, and it still is, you know, but um, n- what I do now is I just kind of like help them understand. Like, I just be real with people. Like, sometimes I'll even do it in a joking manner. Like when they say, how you doing? I'll be like, do you even care? <laughs> and some people get thrown <laughs> off, but I've yet to, I've, I've gotten a complaint for not saying hello. I've yet to get a complaint for actually like being 100 with these people and going, mm-hmm. You know, kind of like teaching them, like, 
like what y'all just said, like people don't even care when they ask you how you're right. doing. They'd be like, how you doing? Can I get a number five? And <laughs> But yeah. And what really pisses me off is like when they come in there and they'll see like a shit ton of people, like a long ass line of customers. Y'all pretty busy today, huh? Y'all, y'all working hard? Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. He made me mad as hell. His not neat ass going to ask me that dumb ass question. Y'all pretty busy today, huh? Why the fuck? <laughs> this? what do you think? His Michelin man built ass had the audacity to ask me that. I was mad as hell that day. I was so mad. <laughs> we going to be overworked and underpaid, and now you're going to ask me stupid questions. <laughs> Alexander. This shit sounded like cashiers anonymous. <laughs> no, it's called blue collar anonymous. <laughs> if you have had to work in this area, my nigga, this is what it is. Alexander. But on the same note, though, if they get mad at your response, I guess you can't really. Like, I was gonna say you can't really get mad at them for getting mad because they. I mean, you can't control them just like they can't control you. But I'm, I'm kind of like at this point, I'm like scratch all of that. Just think about it like this, man. Um, it's the, it's the honest truth. But like, for example, the difference different ways that men can approach women we can be like very direct and and like get, give them the brutal you know the brutal honest truth or you can like kind of indirectly give them the truth and maybe when you're being completely honest with people you can give them a more as people keep saying tactful <laughs> fucking uh answer and shit like that it's to the point mm-hmm. now like because again we have regulars we have people that come there every fucking day it's the customers know who I am at this point. They know not to have a conversation with Aaron. Don't talk to him. Don't be fake. Don't do this whole cordial, how's the weather and all this bullshit. Just tell me what the fuck you want and keep it moving. Uh, but do you know it's gotten to the point where I'm so used to doing that? I'm so used to being, hey, hello, how are you doing? So on and so forth. That when somebody is not interacting in the same way, it makes me nervous. Like I've done something wrong. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm so used to like, let's keep it all pleasant and keep it all no. joking and, and so on and so forth. And, and I, I'm telling you, it is because of the career that I have been in that I am that way. I realize it be, because it's like, I'll see somebody who got like the shit face on and so on and so forth. And I won't, won't ask them how their day is. I was like, girl, I know you're tired. It's okay. Right. Like, you know, I, like I, I, the same I still have to try, which is something that now I'm thinking bothers me. <laughs> I used to like, I remember like, I used to be the same way, but now it's like, I no longer feel bad for being honest about the shit that I'm going through. We, we this system has conditioned us to just suck it up and put, put a smile on your face. And I'm not subscribing to that bullshit no more. I'm not, you're yeah. not going to make me feel bad for telling you, to, telling you, Hey, I'm not doing good. I'm not going to feel bad for that. I'm sorry. And I feel like it's also something that I now have to be um, conscious of because it's something that I would do like fucking reflex. Hey, how you doing? And you see how he said, hey, how you doing? Can I get something? You don't even wait for the person to say if they're doing okay before you even ask for what you want. So why do we say it? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Just say, hey, just say, hey, don't even say anything else. (laughs) Oh my god, it's so crazy. Like when I think about it, damn. Serenity. 
I swear to God, Sid, I am trying so hard to get out of my whole like customer service voice. Hi, welcome to Home Depot Heart. I'm trying to drop that shit every time a customer comes up to me. I'm trying to speak how I speak to y'all on here. I really am so conditioned to, to be fake. And my voice hurts talking like that. I realize after I get off, I'm like, I've been way too fucking nice today to people. I want to be an asshole. Like, <laughs> ain't that the motherfucking truth? I told my like, manager. Just wanna like, leave. I told my manager because he was like, let's try to be more professional and let's try to make, you know, I said, so appeal to whiteness. I, we know that professionalism comes from white supremacy. I'm not trying to hear mm-hmm. any other different. I'm not trying. And I told him that. I said, appeal to whiteness, because a lot of your customers are white, to be honest. And he was like, no, it's something about that. Just just change how you talk. Just change your tone. I said, I'm not doing that dumb ass shit. Y'all pissed me the fuck off. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And I really have to thank people for not going back to work, because that's the reason that we can actually have some uh, boundaries and lines at jobs now. Because you're not going to be able just to fire me and get another person. I might as well tell you. You might just want to give me some rights. You know? Shit happens. <laughs> uh, Alexander. I have to start hitting these niggas with some new shit. Like, they be like, hey, how you doing? Uh, look, look, look. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you how I'm doing. I'm not doing good, man. You know? I had a, I had a parking ticket last night. Just found it on the yeah. windshield. I mean, I mean, get God, I'm in my parking lot. Like, what the fuck? Like my driveway you know what i'm saying but hey you know i'm not doing good man but what tell me something what are you gonna do about it huh that's the guy <laughs> just ask him that that's the thing and then when you give him that story they're looking at you like you crazy for like damn i didn't think he was actually gonna tell me all that you ask the question you you care right mm. oh you don't then don't fucking ask me that thanks yo the conditioning to be fake is so real yeah, fuck. It, and you I know what? It's that. something I'm trying to get out of. And this is why I say younger people um, are really the ones who are saving us. Because I'm, I'm, I just turned 35. Uh, uh, Aaron is what, 24, 25? 24, yeah. And 24. And it's like, I thank God for people like him who are saying, no, bitch, you don't have to do that. <laughs> well, I'm, because I'm literally sitting here like, but, but I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable and I got to be nice. If I'm not nice, then what's going to happen? Like, nigga, I'm so glad <laughs> for the I don't give a fuck people so I can be like, yeah, my rights. And then <laughs> like, I had another situation. Um, I had another situation. Some, um, some man built like a lawnmower going to have the nerve to say, um, a lawnmower. Well, can I pray for you? Let me pray for you. Hold, he's holding up the line doing this, by the way, talking about, can I pray for you? Stop doing this half-ass shit because Christians do this shit. Would you make me feel less damn by saying, oh, I'm going to pray for you? Bitch, I see right through that shit. You ain't going to pray for me. You're doing that mm. to make yourself feel good. Stop doing that dumb-ass like shit. You're in a low place. Let me bring you up vibrationally real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, serenity. Alexander, you can't even switch it up and try to give them the story either. Because they'd be like, can I just get my receipt? Can I just get my receipt? Like, they don't even care. Right. Yo, fledged it does. You're right. The conditioning to be fake is so real. However, though, um, a long time ago, I had been told that 
Don't ask somebody how they feel unless you're really willing to stop and listen. And I took that to heart. So mm. usually when I am in a position to actually ask somebody how they're doing, I'm mentally prepared to actually listen to how they're doing. So for a lot of folks, that does seem to be hard. Uh, but I guess you got to be willing to do the work. No pain, no gain. It took me a while. Like, again, mm. I never say, I rarely say, how are you? Unless I actually want to know. I only mm-hmm. say, hey, that's it. I just say, mm-hmm. hey, or hello. That's it. Because it took me a good, when I first started that, like probably two months, a couple months to like get used to doing that. Because that shit's hard. We've been so conditioned to be fake and act like we care when we don't. Yeah. And I, like, like I said, I just, I, I'm finally in a space where I am really um, making the choice to take up space. Because usually I'm very like, I just want everybody to be happy. I I am very the customer service. I'm a Pisces. I got issues already, you know? So like, I, so like, I'm always trying to keep it. And I'm also so empathic so that I feel when people's mood changes. So all of a sudden my customer service side comes out and I'm like, maybe I can make them feel better. Yo, when I say the conditioning is, has got us like so fucked up. And I'm really glad that we're having this conversation because it is a choice and we don't have to do it. We, we really don't. And we shouldn't ask unless we actually want to know. Like, let's be real. We really shouldn't ask. Uh, like, just like Fletch Sadef said, unless you have mentally prepared yourself for the answer, please don't ask. Because we are all going through shit. So I had to, I really had to, I told my manager, I said, you don't understand. Like, especially Black folks, like, we go through a lot of shit. Why are you trying to put this white supremacist or like white mediocrity ideal into my head that I have to make your people feel comfortable just so you can make more money even though I'm not making shit. Mm. And that's another reason why I made the boundary to work from home because that's not something that I want to participate in anymore. And I feel so much better having made that decision. Isereen. I've um, had people ask like hey how you doing and i'll just be like i'm good because i know people be ready for you to ask oh well how you doing i don't ask that i don't ask like i'm sorry y'all because i don't be care (laughs) (laughs) i'm the same way even like when people it's so like it's so natural for me to be honest with that when people be like oh how you doing i'd be like i'm not doing good And and they'll be like oh my god I'm like, no, you asked me a question. <laughs> or oh, I'm pretty shitty. Like, it's, it's a pretty shit day. No, but think about, no, for real, but think about that also, that knee-jerk answer that we get. I'm good. How you doing? Like, yo, I, I really want us to stop doing that because I feel like it's us literally losing our, our authenticity just because of societal norms to make things just easier or softer or better or more palatable. For whoever the fuck else, and we we just gotta we gotta stop, honestly. Do, um, and if we, I'm gonna do some research on it. I'm gonna do some research on the history of, like, why are we so cordial or like this whole fake shit. And I bet you it has something to do with slavery. Look, I feel like I feel like we will get to a piece. I promise. Oh God. Anyway, so let's go ahead and move on. Ooh, to Katanji, Brown Jackson or Jackson Brown? I don't remember which one. Katanji Jackson Brown. There you go. 
Oh, Jackson. I thought Brown was no, okay. I think she's married. I'm not sure. I don't know all the details. Yeah, uh, she's but... a white man. Which yeah, again, yeah. I don't have a problem. I keep saying this because I'll this is kind of our topic, kind of not. Black women mm. date outside their race for very different reasons as to why black men date outside their race. Black women, black men treat black women like shit, to be honest. So when they date mm. outside their race, I'm like, I'm here for it. That's, because who else? You can't get it from your own people. I mean, listen, and especially when I hear a lot of, especially dark-skinned Black women speak about the way that they have been treated and handled by Black men, because um, I've been told by Black men, um, I, can't, I can't have kids with you, you're too dark. I'm sure y'all have seen me on my Instagram. Take it for what you take it for. It's, it's, it, and, but what's um, stupid about it is, is that he was this beautiful, dark, dark skin, chocolate man. Like he was so gorgeous. And it just killed me that I was just like, I, you think that me having a baby with you would ruin the baby. That's how strong so, anti-blackness is and colorism is. That's why I'm going to continue to talk can. about it for as many times mm-hmm. as I can because it's, it, it's every fucking where. You have black men saying, oh, we're going to have some pretty babies. I want a white girl. I want my baby to have green eyes. Even in the Pamphlet mm. commercials, I still have yet to see a dark-skinned baby in the Pamphlet commercial. I'll wait. They got one on the box, though. I saw a dark-skinned black baby on the box Is it the other day. Girl, I don't want that shit to be on TV to where everyone can see, bitch, dark-skinned babies are beautiful too, bitch, not just mixed with green eyes. Bro, listen, that's a that's a whole different conversation that we we'll, we will definitely get into. But I also but the reason why I feel like uh, uh, one of the re- another reason that Aaron uh, brought up her white husband was the fact that they have a lot of black people who are um, throwing criticism at her. And that's one of the things that they're saying. And my issue is this. Um, if there were to be any issues with Ka- with Katanji, it would be. I, I heard rumor that she was possibly pro-police. I would think that would be something that you would want to hold her feet to the fire for, if if anything. And because I've been doing a very light research, I don't know everything yet. And from what I've seen, I, I can't really confirm that, confirm or deny that. But what I will say is seeing this woman go into Congress and go for this big ass fucking hearing was triggering as fuck for me to watch. Because this is the thing, even if I were to criticize her on certain things, I still gotta call it ace a ace and a spade a spade. And the way that they are treating Katanji is disgusting. Like really and truly, which is why I brought up her white husband. Like we see her going through this in Congress and you wanna bring up her white husband right now? Talk about time and place. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Uh, Especially, because she's eloquently answering all of these questions by all of these uh, GOP members. Like the one, the one thing that I noticed over and over was her demeanor. That was some iron clad facial expressions. That was, that was, I like, honestly, her restraint shouldn't be admirable because we shouldn't have to restrain ourselves that much under duress. Um, but what I do want to say is that the, the, the for real, honestly, like I saw it and I was just like, bitch, it could never be me. 
I was hooked over the video. Everybody. The video won't load. <laughs> of course, the video is not loading. Of course, it's so not. Earth is ghetto. Because Earth is ghetto. It's okay. Look, the internet being racist. It's okay. No worries. <laughs> anyway, but no, I'm here watching her take all of these, um, um, all of these attacks from all of these GOP members. It is some of the most disgusting shit I've seen. And then when it came to the last GOP member that was um, inaugurated or whatever you want to call it, I think her name was Amy Barrett. They asked her like the, um, they asked her like the five freedoms in the U.S. that we have, and she couldn't even name them. And they just were all jokey, jokey about it. And she was like, oh, yes, <laughs> I forgot about press. <laughs> and... Then we get to Katanji and the questioning is so different. Like we had, um, what is it, Ted Cruz? He was called Senator Coons the entire time. <laughs> I'm not lying, you gotta see the video. He literally somebody's like, Senator Coons, Senator Coons. Because um, Senator Coons, <laughs> Ted Cruz, literally brought up like, critical race theory. He brought out a little a kid's book that was called Anti-Racist Baby. He was like, <laughs> he was like, so do you, how, what do you believe about critical race theory? He's like trying to get her opinion on it. Basically, well, you're black. So do you agree with this thing that we don't agree with? Right. And her answers were so eloquent. They were so professional. Um, and my, my issue with it is, is that we don't see the very difference in how we're treating this woman versus how we're treating other GOP members. I really wish the video would load because we literally have Lindsey Graham on video saying something along the lines of, well, while you're here, you will never have things that, were, uh, that you did in college um, be brought and accused to you um, in the middle of this hearing. We won't treat you like that. The media is on your side. I'm like... And, and you should see Katani's face. She just looks confused. And here's my thing. The reason they were asking her all these questions again, we know she's a Black woman. And this is why I... Like, okay, it's cute to look at. Because again, oh my God, Black in Congress. But this system... This institution, this government is white supremacy. And I don't have, I'm not trying to, I used to be like that with Obama, but then I did, the more I saw this shit happen. I'm no longer mm -hmm. interested in seeing myself being represented as an agent of white supremacy. I get, yes, he's a black woman, cool. However, I bet you she ain't gonna go up in there and say Black Lives Matter. I bet you she ain't gonna, they're trying to see how close, they're trying to, again, are you trying to like they're try it's hard to explain they're trying to like keep her mind like she's black but they want to see how far she can get to whiteness when it comes they, to like they want to see how far they in in their minds even though this has nothing to do with the left or right in their conversations in their questioning they're trying to see how left are you how mm -hmm. quote unquote air quotes liberal are you like I, I'm trying to see how much we're going to be able to receive from you. And what they would say is, we want to know how bipartisan she is. And then when they asked, they actually asked about like her religion. Of course, she's Christian, um, but they wanted to ask about her religion and so on and so forth. Which why are we still asking that question? 
well, I mean, because there's no such thing as a separation of church and state, but she gave such a good answer. She was like, I, that's not something that I actually want to discuss because I don't want people to think that I do not have the ability to um, separate and adjudicate and to be able to make um, those types of decisions based on what, I, you know, basically she was saying, I, I don't want to talk about my religion and make other people think that I can't be bipartisan, that I will always lean towards a certain way. So that doesn't make sense to actually discuss that, which I really appreciated. But I think, oh my goodness, I think the way that she's being treated is so disgusting. And yes, having Black representation and how toxic that can be depending on the people they choose, that's a different conversation. And I definitely want to have it. But it is, I, I'm just looking, I'm, I'm so frustrated watching these clips, yeah? Yeah, these people, these white folks are really like taking advantage of, of, like, of her because again, she's a black woman. And again, going back to walking and chewing gum at the same time, I can I can call out how identity politics would never save us, and also mm. realize, bitch, these white folks are getting out of control. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, like, don't get it twisted. Right. Just because I said it won't save us, I will still drag your ass for like, girl, keep it cute. Because <laughs> it, it, for real though, because because we have to be able to acknowledge both. Um, let's get into some conversation. Serenity. Like, oh, when I was watching that, she has so many woo child faces. Like, you could tell, <laughs> like, as uh, knowing us, as and we know black grandmothers, and she was yeah, giving yeah. stressed out black grandmother with some of these fucking questions that she was getting. Like, fucking, uh, Senator Cruz over here, fucking Ted Cruz. Oh, these pet, your, your case about the child pornography, da, 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 he didn't get as much time. <laughs> What about your fucking pedophile ass friends? Why the fuck are you not fucking judging them and questioning them about how mm. less of a sentence that they gave those fucking child molesters and, and, and child watch touchers or whatever? The f- it was, oh my God. I'm sorry I'm going yeah. off, but it was so off, stressful. And they took her silence as her as being dumb, not being able to answer the question. No, she's not trying to call y'all Peckawoods right now. Sorry, <laughs> but I had to say it. <laughs> They wanted, they were, they were, again, they were, they were gaslighting her because they wanted her to become this angry black woman. No, they really wanted to see her get upset. And I feel like the only thing that they um, succeeded at was seeing her look like she was trying, like, like, yo, I'm looking into that woman's eyes and I know her brain is exploding. And she is thinking, how do I say this? in such a way that it doesn't come out as anger. That was you seeing a black woman preparing. That was you seeing her transitioning her anger into something else that you'll be able to translate in your fucking brain. That's what you Girl, were seeing. I would have had to smoke a blunt before I went to that hearing. Some, Bro, uh, listen, that's a whole nother thing. I mean, they, listen, they would light her ass up. They would light, listen, if she ever had a history of smoking weed, you know. Oh, girl, oh my God, smoking weed. Oh my God, smoking weed. You're like, girl, please. And then white folks smoke more weed than black folks, to be honest. But okay. Because there's more of them in the state, (laughs) in the the nation, but that's fine. We still only make up less than 13%, guys. Duh. But anyway, but um, I feel like um, it's, it, it was, I really feel serenity, though. The frustration that was building up in my body just watching that, it was just, it was too much. Uh, Groovy. You know, some of these GOP members, I'm like, someone need to ask them how they're doing. They seem to really have, (laughs) you know, a high level of emotional irrationality. Um, You know, maybe it has to do with the time of the month or something, um, or the time of 
history um and uh yeah just y'all are right she shouldn't have to have had the composure that she had but i think it made them more angry like i think her composure was something that they knew they couldn't um get at and in some ways i almost feel like it made them jealous or showed who they really were and it was amazing yeah it that made part it, there because she was since she was calm it made them feel less than like girl who the fuck are you talking to me like this bitch i'm gonna keep my composure bitch y'all ain't shit to me and it made them feel some type of way bro and and that's the thing and that's what and I think that's where the admiration comes from, but I still have to, but I'm so glad that we are still saying in the same breath, she shouldn't have had to have that type of composure. It's not right. Like other people from other demographics do not have to put on that type of armor to go into a situation like that. But to see how upset they were at the fact that she was not taking the bait and they were trying to throw out, and they were baiting her. With every fucking question, a hundred percent, groovy. You know, I think it's pretty telling that um, the one that Amy Cohen Barrett uh, missed uh, was redre redress for protest and to First Amendment rights. Like, hmm, that's an interesting mm. one to miss there, Amy. Mm. 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 It's that's just, a good this question. is um, and I'm just really, I wish we could put like a. A limit. We literally have people in Congress who was alive during Jim Crow and even before that, making decisions mm -hmm. for all of us. Talking about, I talked to my constituents and what's best for the American people. Well, we know when they say some shit like that, we know what the American people is white folks. Let's just be honest. And, and yeah, and folks, the constituents yeah. are not really to the constituents. There aren't the people that live there. They're the people, there are the other rich white folks that you commiserate with. Like, and you're asking them what they need. And then coming back to us with I laws. really want like I really want the two snapping turtles to go, Mitch McConnell and Lindsey and Lizzie Graham. These Bro. motherfuckers, like, especially those two, both like I'm I'm just sick of it. This whole I, they love saying that I talk to my constituents and we the oh you talk to white supremacists. That's who you yeah. talk to. Brad. Like, where are you taking your poll from? I know this isn't a family feud, but I just want to know, you know? Um, I feel like we're in a space now, especially I, I, just coming off of watching that and honestly having to calm down because <laughs> that shit had me so fucking upset. Um, I, I realized I was getting up. I said, girl, I had to cut it off because I was getting upset. <laughs> Bro. Isn't the, and, and, um, I, and I, they confirm it today, right? The final hearing is today? I, yeah, I think, I think it is. And I just, oof. Shout out to her. I don't know what all of her politics and everything is about yet. I still have to do more research. But my God, my God, lady, holy shit. That was some otherworldly shit that you did on that fucking stage because I couldn't have did it. And I am a person that prides myself in keeping my fucking composure. In that There'd be no fucking mm -hmm. way. They did. They did. They knew what they was doing. How can you appeal to whiteness? We see that you're a black woman. You better not be going up there saying no shit like Black Lives Matter and all this other shit and free housing and you. How can you appeal to? Because again, the system that you are in is white supremacy. How can you appeal to that? And that's why 
not to be like negative, but I don't think that her being up there is going to do anything. Honestly, it's not going to make any effect. I, I can see how I could balance it out, sure, but I just don't think, like, again, the but, government is but, a white institution. But being that we don't know her politics, we don't even know what way that she will. Do you, you, you know what I'm saying? And we have seen uh, black politicians do this a lot, where we feel like we're finally getting representation, we feel like we're finally going to be heard, and then we see absolutely nothing happen for us. We, we see that ha- happen a lot. And I'm talking about th- those of us that actually vote and vote in small elections. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Um, because honestly, I don't know if the big one really matters anymore. I don't, I don't know. Um, but um, I feel like especially we really have to get out there. And um, and, I, and honestly, I'm really wondering what the answer is. Because I was going to say we have to really get out there and, and figure out what's going to be best for our neighborhoods ourselves. But in actuality, that's not something you can just get up and do. That's not, that, that's not something that's easy and simple. We're all struggling. We're all trying to make bills and we're all trying to make ends meet. We, and that's the world that we have literally lived in is this hamster wheel of work and work and work and then pass out for the two days that you get off and then take your ass back to work. Who has got time? And it just, oh, it's frustrating. I told you the only solution to do with that is, I told you the only solution. We uh, literally, you have my FBI at my door. <laughs> if we all like again it's so many of us literally, I know it's not going to happen because again capitalism is so strong Stockholm syndrome is so strong but literally we saw it with the coronavirus when it first started the stock market crashed down motherfuckers couldn't go to work people were like capitalism isn't going to save us if we all literally also, stop going to work then they would have but, to go okay I guess we'll listen to y'all poor asses but let's all also um, notice that from the pandemic, from us being inside, we saw animals coming out that we had never seen before. We saw pollution actually clearing up and Cal- people in California was like, that's the sky. That's what the sky looks like. What? Like to be, this is why when Aaron says, is it really natural for us to work? Because if you notice all of us with all of these different types of jobs that we have and having to be out every day the way that we do, we're literally killing the earth. And we saw how much it could heal in the one to two years, in the one year really, that we were stuck indoors. Think about if we were still doing that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Alexander. This nigga Aaron gotta be gay because I'm like, I just can't imagine. I would never even think to talk back to my oppressor like this. Like, what the fuck, bro? Dude, I'm, I'm, you inspire me, though. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that. I'm not about to do that shit. I, do I have to, like, fluctuate my voice? I'm not about to do that shit. No, no. I don't know. You have to teach me on that part. I am very gay. Strictly dickly over here. <laughs> but, um, but he does give lessons in not giving a fuck on a regular basis on this show. We come here Monday, <laughs> Wednesdays, and Fridays. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> oh my goodness. But I do want to say um, thank you so much for all of the engagement. I'm looking at the time and I'm like, damn, I got to go to work. So <laughs> as per usual, I want to thank everyone for all of the engagement, all of the voice notes. I really feel like we're creating a community here. 
I want you to say that, say, I'm so glad to invite you to the Earth is Ghetto community where we will call out all the ghetto shit on a regular day basis. <laughs> okay? But we're going to try and enjoy our lives while we're doing it. All right? I just want to say um, just a little quick message just for the overall, this episode seemed to be very centered around our mental health. Do what you have to do to protect your mental health regardless of what people try to brainwash you with or say to you, call you lazy or whatever. Do what you have to fucking do to protect your mental. That shit is very important. You can't function without that shit being right first. For real. And when he says do what you have to do, if that means cutting out people, if that means not inviting certain people who you know you love into your space, that's what needs to be done because I need everybody to know your grave is not a bunk bed. You do that shit on your own every single fucking time. So do not close your eyes for the last time and be like, damn, I lived for everybody else but me. Mm. But yeah, um, niggas and friends, thanks for tuning in to the Earth is Ghetto podcast. We do this shit every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. <clears throat> and Earth is Ghetto podcast is also on Spotify. If you type in Earth Scale Podcast with Aaron and Sid, it should come up on Spotify. You can follow me and Sydney on Instagram, which is in our bio. And you can follow our Earth is Ghetto Instagram page, Earth underscore is underscore ghetto underscore. And same for the TikTok as well. We will see you hoes Monday. Bye, he, she, they. Love y'all. Bye. <laughs>